Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what our moms tell people when the guest Wi-Fi network doesn't have a password. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. So I think what we wanted to do to start this out, and actually this is, this is very good timing here because someone just asked about the experience of being a dev. Mm-hmm. And they're interested in um, what sort of development stuff you do, Noah. Now, they, they, they talked about in, in context of your job at Google, which I think you've mentioned a few times. However, uh, you do a lot more than just work for Google. So I believe you had an update on the App Store experience that you had that we talked about a couple of, I guess it was like two months ago at this point. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I did, I did have a little update. So um, I guess I'll, I'll try and answer the question a little bit. Obviously, I can't get into too much detail about the day-to-day work that I do at Google. Um, I do its app development uh, related stuff. So like I have experience in, you know, like web related stuff, front and back end app stuff, you know, a bunch of different things. I do, I do web development. Um, It's for an internal uh, product that's used by a lot of people um, at Google and it helps run a core part of their business. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, maybe I could say a little bit more, but just to be, uh, to be safe here, that's what I'm going to leave it at. Um, but I do a lot of personal projects, and we might have let's a little. Just make sure. Okay, we're good. Okay, I think we're good now. I just wanted to switch over to Wi-Fi. If if people that are listening on on audio are like, what? Is yeah, happening? we switched from Wi-Fi to to Ethernet, and I think it might have uh, might have froze for a second there. But I think we're back up. I believe we are back up. Yeah, I think people are saying that we're back. <laughs> Someone said, I guess maybe he couldn't say anymore. Like, as soon as you said what you yeah. did, our stream just happened to go down. How about that? Yeah, what a coincidence. All right, all right. So I think it looks like we're back. Good. New and improved Ethernet edition of Dark Mode. Yes, hopefully uh, Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully without freezing. Okay. My mom just texted to say that we're good. So, Fantastic. So Your mom's always here looking out for us yes, in chat. Yes, indeed. Um, so anyways, to, to go to the, uh, the, the little update. So I'm working on this. I've been working on this app. Uh, I guess it's been a little over a year now. It's a, it's a client for Last.fm, which is a music tracking website. You can, um, you can like track all the music that you listen to, and then you can see lots of statistics. So I can know like exactly every single time I listen to a given song or artist or album or something. I just like having a lot of data like that. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a cool service to have. And then, um, so recently I released an update that would let you generate, uh, collages. So you could create a collage, uh, for like your top artists or your top albums. So you could say like, you know, top albums of all time. And it would generate like a nice little collage grid of, you know, pictures of the album artwork. So it'd just be like a nice little, thing and because people like to do that and they like to share them online so I, I added that feature to the app and then the other thing that I did was I wrote a script that would automatically capture screenshots of the app because when I post 
these screenshots, uh, or when you upload the app, I have to do four different devices on iOS. I have to do the 12 Pro Max, the 8 Plus, the second gen iPad Pro 12.9 inch, and the fourth gen iPad Pro 12.9 inch. So I have to do four devices, and for Android, I have to do three devices. So I have to do seven total devices, and I have to do like eight screenshots for each device, and it's kind of annoying to have to fire up the app and go through all that process. So I wrote a script, it ended up taking a really long time, but it automatically screenshots all the different pieces of the app that I wanted it to screenshot. And so those were the, the two big things. Obviously the screenshot thing is just for me, um, but I, I you know, created the update with the collages and I sent it off to Apple and Google and Google I've never had an issue with. They, you know, approved it and it was just waiting for me to, to, uh, to publish it. But then Apple rejected it. Mm. And the reason why they rejected it is because my screenshots had uh, album artwork in the screenshots. You know, it's a, it's a music streaming app or it's a music um, uh, service app, right? So there was, there were, uh, album artwork in the screenshots and it was rejected for like a like an intellectual property kind of thing like the fact that i had screenshots with album artwork in them was like i was like infringing some rights or whatever so they they rejected it and they said i either had to submit proof that i had the legal right to those images or i had to remove those images from the app so that was that was the thing that happened this is and and the, the main thing that, that annoyed me was that I had screenshots with album artwork since the very beginning. So I published this app back in December and every single version, there have been like 19 versions of the app, every single version has had album artwork in the screenshots. And, uh, and, and then they decide today, or not today, but they decide earlier this weekend uh, that they were going to draw the line then and say that I wasn't allowed to have album artwork screenshots. So whatever, I updated my my uh, my script to blur the images. So I'll show this to the people that are watching. I don't think you can see it, but it blurs the images and it says the image hidden due to copyright. Um, That's so stupid. So I had to write I had to write some extra code in my app. To, to do that. And luckily I had that screenshot script because if I didn't have it, I would have had to go back and take, you know, a hundred screenshots again manually. Whereas since I had the screenshot script, I could just run it again and it would take the screenshots and it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, it was just, the thing that really annoyed me was that it was never an issue for the first eight months that the app was on the app store and there were always screenshots of the album artwork and then they decide now that it's an issue. And I looked it up, I, I did like a search on the app store and it was like 50-50 I would say between apps that had uh, album artwork in the screenshots and apps that blurred it. That's weird. And it just seems, and this is the second the second time that Apple rejected my app for something that was already there and had already been approved before. It just, it really annoyed me. It's like really unprofessional of them that they're, they're not enforcing the rules like unilaterally. They're not enforcing them on everyone all the time. And like I submit an update and like obviously this is a free app that I make for fun. Uh, but like to submit it and it's like a grab bag. It's like, oh boy, what random thing are they going to uh, come up with this time that's already been there, but that they're going to decide now that it's a problem. So that just, that just like uh, really, really annoyed me. I don't get how, see, Apple has all of this stuff to say about how their app store is like to protect people. Mm -hmm. And yet they clearly, I mean, they undermine their own arguments so much because they say, oh, we need to, 
you know, we need to have complete control over everything that goes on here. So we make sure that it, that everything is fair and everyone has the same chance and so that uh, people don't get scammed. And yet, they enforce everything differently. They do not give everyone the same chance because they give some people special treatment and there's a lot of scam on there. So I don't frankly see the upside because all of those are the aspects that Apple says you know, a privatized app store does, but it doesn't do those things. And you also have all of the downsides of basically having a lockdown ecosystem. So it seems like it seems like there's way more downsides, especially as a developer. Like the fact that you have to go through all of those hurdles for no reason. Yeah, it just that like the okay, I understand like I I don't think that any person would reasonably think that I'm like trying to claim the right to the album artwork that is in the screenshots. Like I'm just showing normal use of the app. But you know what? It's fine. If it's if it's an intellectual property issue, then that's fine. I'm more than happy to blur it. You know, it makes the app look a little it makes the screenshots look a little bit worse because, you know, you're seeing like blurred pictures, but that's fine. I'm mm-hmm. I'm more I'm fine with that. The the problem that I have is that it was not an issue until today, or it wasn't enforced as an issue. And the way that Apple handles it is like, so I submit the app to them to for them to look at, and then I get a notification that's like, you know, the metadata for your app was rejected, and then it gives the reason, you know, and it gives this whole thing, you know, the whole uh, like section of their of their guidelines and whatever. And there's a way to talk to them, but they never respond. Like I wrote a whole message. I was like, this is, you know, I was like, I'm going to fix the issue, but this is like really unprofessional. You need to enforce the rules on everyone all the time or not at all, because, you know, that's that's how it should work. And they never respond to it. They like they approved it once I fixed the screenshots, but they never respond to anything. There's like no way to contact them. It's just like very one sided and and, uh, and and frustrating. That's the issue. That's that's the issue that I have with it. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to enforce rules that are stupid, right? Everyone has dealt with some sort of a regulation or something that's just irritating, and you're like, this is a stupid rule. It makes no sense. It shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. It's an entirely different thing when the enforcement itself is arbitrary. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid rule that's being enforced on a random basis. It it makes no sense. And that's that's one of the reasons why the locked down app store model I think is a bad idea. Now the Mac the Mac isn't as bad. I mean, if you want it to be through the Mac app store, which most developers do, frankly. It's a lot easier to get found that way. But you're it, you're putting up a lot to get on that platform. And I guess that kind of it kind of goes back into the, you know, the 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 cuts that the App Store takes, mm-hmm. the cuts that YouTube takes, the cuts that OnlyFans takes. Um it, I I'm still I literally I every every couple of weeks I sort of change my position on revenue splitting because on the one hand I think there are definitely arguments to be made. I mean, Apple Apple is thirty percent, but they cut it for to fifteen percent for small developers, right? Up to a million dollars or something. Yeah, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's how it works. And so, so you you don't monetize your app; it's free. My app's one hundred percent free. No ads, no in-app purchases, no no payment. Has that actually caused any issues? Because obviously, 
with the App Store cuts, like the reason that you know you know those like gotcha games like Raid Shadow Legends, yeah, a garbage dog shit game, yes, that no one should ever play. <laughs> Hopefully that'll stop. <laughs> The thing is that, that that I just said that right here very publicly, but th- that will not stop the emails. They'll still try to advertise with me. I'm sure. I'm still saying if they'll if they pay if they offer me ten grand, I'm gonna do the ad guys. Wait for the period of time before the contract is up, and then just go right back to smack talking them, and you guys will just come along for the ride. I'm just putting that out there. But anyway, Apple almost incentivizes them because. When when you when you buy the hundred dollar super mega <laughs> loot pack RNG totally random oh, no. thing through through Raid Shadow Legends, Apple gets thirty bucks. So why would they why would they want them to stop? You read the you accepted the terms and conditions. It followed the rules to the technicality, to, to whatever degree was put in there. Why would Apple have any reason to stop that? And and I don't know. I think the revenue splitting, gosh, it's it's so difficult because on the one hand, it's fair. You know, Apple did develop the App Store and all of the products that it runs on. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a lot. That's a lot of work. But on the other hand, the developer did all the work to make the app. Right. And if it weren't for the App Store, theoretically could use a different platform. Like if Apple didn't lock down their phone, then people could find a way to get around. Like you could still make an app without Apple's help. Right. The App Store is a distribution platform. The fact that it's locked down doesn't necessarily change what your app would be. Sure, it provides some value, but you could make the argument that... I mean, if there was a second App Store that gave all of its money to developers so everything was 30% cheaper, absolutely people would use that. Well, okay, the other thing that you have to remember is Apple also developed... Not only the devices, but also the operating systems and the APIs and frameworks that you're using good point. to build the app. That is a very good point. Now, I suppose theoretically you could make the same, you know, if you work backwards, you could make the same thing about, you know, Xcode. Yeah. You could say, well, you could still make an app without Xcode. But, yes, Apple is is providing the operating system the the programming tools and the distribution network so absolutely you know they they deserve some money for that i just have to wonder how much personally i think i think the app, app store thing is a little overblown i think 15% i honestly 10% would 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 be fine 20% for like you know big developing companies right mm-hmm. that seems reasonable apple makes a killing on killing on that they make a killing on a lot of other stuff apple would be fine developers would be more fine however i honestly you know the more i think about it the more i i question google's revenue split with youtube specifically mm-hmm. i don't know what the deal is with adsense um like with web embedded ads 
I know that they pay very badly, but they're also, you know, the metrics for Google AdSense, um, or what do they call it, AdWords? What's the web-based one? Do they just, is it all umbrellaed under AdSense now? I don't know, honestly. I think it might be. Because I think the AdSense, um, the AdSense revenue. AdWords is what shows up like on Google search page. You're right, yeah. Those can be expensive. Did you know that? I have no idea, but I'd imagine. If you if you want to do um, an ad for... Because basically the way... It's it's kind of interesting. I, I learned about all of this. You know, I've, I've done SEO, you know, job-wise. And I've done... Um, I studied marketing. So we talked a lot about this stuff. Apparently, the, unlike YouTube ads, which tend to be pretty even... The, the, the advertising messages on Google searches that show up when you search, like, insurance, mm-hmm. those depend on search traffic. Because right. if you're going to... There's, like, two of them. So there's people that bid for it. Right. And so it's, it's essentially an auction to get your ad shown. And when it comes to something like insurance quote, things that are searched all the times that, that lead to direct payments... It costs like $94 per click to advertise on that search trend. Do you really, do they, I guess, do they really get their money's worth out of that? Apparently so. I, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I, there, there are, I personally like to avoid clicking on the ads, except for sometimes when I'm feeling mean. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause the thing, the thing is with, with those AdWords ads is when you click on it, they pay money. It's yeah. not like YouTube ads where, you know, there's there's view metrics, uh, the skip ads, for example, um, you know, where you get five seconds and then you click skip. If you click skip right away, it doesn't count as a view. Mm. And uh, so basically the reason that you see those ads all the time is those first five seconds are free. If someone skips it right away, you don't pay for that ad. Hmm. But when it plays for a little while, and of course YouTube doesn't release what constitutes you know what where that point is but once you reach a certain point it's an impression and they pay money right but realistically it's a tenth of a cent on google it's dollars for certain searches and so like if you anything having to do with like buying a car if you look up I'm sure if I look up auto insurance, let's count how many ads we get. One, two, four. three, four. Yeah, so there's four ads here. I'm going to click on who, who should we charge like 100 bucks? Ooh, should I we mean, charge State Farm, Geico, Allstate? I don't know that other one. Let's, we'll leave them alone. We'll leave them alone. I mean, Geico versus Allstate versus State Farm. Well, State Farm uh, has J.K. Simmons. So he's nice. Okay. We won't charge them. Geico just has a gecko. They are. They don't have feelings. They are very close to us, though. Geico headquarters is like really close by. Yes. Let's and we're not gonna. Them. We're not gonna be any more specific than that. All right. We're charging Geico a hundred dollars by clicking on this ad. Ooh, our special quote is waiting for us. Just for us specifically. Wow. By the way, this car in the background is a 2007 Mercedes CLS 550. Of course, of course. Obviously. You guys can't even see that. Get pranked. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. 
but obviously with something like that, 100% of that revenue goes to Google. There's no revenue sharing with Google searches. So that was $100 that went from Geico's pockets into Noah's pockets. Yeah, you could yeah, say Yeah, directly that. into Noah's pocket. Wait, let me... <laughs> Do you have it in there? Oh my goodness. Wow, yeah. that was quick. Yeah, it's... They uh, pay out very well. It's the magic. But when it comes to YouTube, obviously, the content that is responsible for drawing in advertisers gets a cut. Now, Google takes, I mean, they say 45%, but sometimes I'm not so sure, actually. Because sometimes I look at my metrics, and I'm like, I don't know. It's weird. So, let me, let me pull up my analytics here. I'm not going to share my screen, but we'll talk about this new thing that they started showing pretty recently. They've got a new revenue tab Ooh. that shows RPM. Okay. Now, RPM means... I mean, you've got CPM and RPM. CPM is cost per mille. RPM is revenue per mille. Mille being Latin for a thousand, which is basically, you know, it's it's just like a simplified fraction for cost per a thousand views, mm-hmm. which is what advertisers pay. Revenue is how much I actually make. Right. So estimated revenue is simply just divided by the total views, and that gives you how many dollars you make per thousand views and the thing that's weird is sometimes it sometimes the arp so google says they take 45 percent now we'll discuss whether we think that's fair in a minute let me know in the comments here in the chat if you think a 45 percent take cut is fair but sometimes the rpm does not equal 55% of the CPM, Hmm. and it's a little, you know, where's it going is what I want to know. Interesting. So right now, my RPM is $5.97. That's pretty low. That's really low. Web web video is some of the worst paying in terms of ad rates. Facebook is worse. TikTok is awful. Well, I'd imagine. TikTok is like 10 million views is like a couple hundred bucks. Oof. Maybe a couple thousand, but on YouTube even, that would be insanely better. So, see, that's what's weird. My RPM is $5.97. My CPM is $14.10. So my RPM is 42% of my CPM. That's like, the, what? Isn't that weird? Because theoretically, right, it should be 55%. Where is sixty five? Where 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 is nearly sixty percent of the money that advertisers are paying to put on my videos? Where is that going? I don't. I mean, I don't know. Like at what stage? Like the taxes go into the picture. Taxes are not included. I have to pay those separately. So it's not included at all. Correct. I don't. I mean, that is. Uh, what about like YouTube uh, uh, Premium? Where does that so, fit in? Yeah, there were there's sort of two things that I'm thinking of. One is YouTube Premium because obviously they don't see ads, so I I believe that it does get itemized here. Uh, well, it breaks down. I think I can. Yeah, playback based CPM. Oh, it says on which an ad was shown for playback based. And RPM, 
See, that was the other thing that I was thinking of is how how does it factor in when ads aren't shown, when people use ad blockers or sometimes like mid-roll ads. There's mm-hmm. like a, I don't know how they do it, but there's like a, a probability generator or something. So it doesn't show it every time. I think it's like maybe if you've watched a lot of ads in a short period of time, they might give you a little break. Like some people really load up their videos. They'll have like a 20-minute video with like 15 ads in it. Oh, and yeah. then it, YouTube's like, no, nah, no, nah, we're not showing all of these. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because eventually, I'm sure that there's some algorithm that shows what frequency of ads causes people to just leave. So they get right up to that frequency, just enough where people are like, man, this is annoying, but don't leave. Mm-hmm. Because that's where the money is. <laughs> but the question is, so I guess maybe that makes up a little bit of the discrepancy. But I am curious. Let's go through the chat here. Where do you guys think that fifty that, that a forty five percent cut is fair? YouTube takes forty five percent because I'm I'm not sure. I'm I I don't know. I think I think it's high. I think it's too high. Now, obviously, same with the App Store, you could say, yeah, they provide the platform. Without YouTube, I wouldn't have any views, obviously. Right. right. I'd have to be a, a Daily Motion or a Vimeo influencer. Yeah, good luck. Or a Facebook influencer, but they're Oof. even worse. Oof. So, yes, obviously, there's, there's not a lot of other options, right? So it's, you know, market rules would state... If you don't like it, go somewhere else. But there isn't anywhere to go, so deal with it. However, I would personally, th- I would personally argue that Apple provides more services for their 30% cut than YouTube provides for their 45% cut. Because Apple, w- when you make an app for, for an iPhone, as you've done. I have. Apple has provided you the application that you use to develop the app. The computer that you develop the app on the operating system that you develop the app on, as well as the operating system you develop the app for, the APIs that you're using, and the distribution network. YouTube is just the distribution network. They had nothing to do with any other step in the content process. All right. Let me play devil's advocate here. Good. I'll bet you I could, I'll argue the exact opposite. So for Apple, yes, they do provide all of the, the things uh, that you're, that you're using the operating system and the frameworks and all that stuff and whatever. Um, I will say, so first of all, you do have to pay money to put stuff on the app store. So I pay a hundred dollars a year to be able to put apps on the app store. And I have I have one app on the app store. It's, you know, the app we were talking about. It's 100% free. There's no ads. There's no in-app purchases. There's no cost, whatever. But I yeah. pay $100 a year out of my own pocket to be able to put the app up there. I made the app for myself, but I figured people might want to use it. And, you know, it has a decent amount of downloads, so people like it. It's a hundred dollars a year. I'm not I'm not complaining about that. But I but I'm just saying I do pay money out of my own pocket to be able to do that. And you know, you, you you can argue that by having all of these apps, it's it makes Apple, you know, an attractive uh platform to for consumers to want to buy. So mm-hmm. there's sort of there's sort of 
both 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 ways there i don't know because i think that's a good argument in in the case of the app store and with youtube like a lot of the discussion centers around what opportunity is youtube and apple providing you in getting your app out there but what about the opposite way Mm -hmm. what like without the youtubers no one would youtube Indeed. I would say I would say YouTube is wholly reliant on its creators for its existence. Apple is not as reliant on developers. Like I don't know, I feel like a specific app not being on the platform doesn't have as much of an effect as a specific YouTuber not being on the platform. I guess it would depend on you know, the scope of what we're talking about. But without the creators, YouTube would have nothing. They would just disappear. Obviously, there's nowhere for us to go, so they don't really have to worry about that. But I don't know. I think I think 45% is, is pretty high. And I think the reason that they have to do that is because, I mean, the, the, biggest, the biggest thing for YouTube is they, they have a crap ton of servers. Mm-hmm. Think how many, I mean, it, it seems minor, you know, they're a distribution platform, but they're storing literally petabytes of video data. And, you know, their compression algorithms are very advanced. They're, you know, they're, they are providing you with the connections for the advertisers that use it. So it's not like they're not doing anything. It's not like they're just, you know, putting a file on a flash drive and then giving it to you. And saying, here you go, here's a video. They're doing stuff. I just don't know if they are 45% of the value that is, that is brought to it. I don't know. I think, I think 30% would be pretty fair. I See, I don't know about the exact numbers and, and, and what percentage would be fair. And obviously you do. But just to continue with my my devil's advocate i'll just say you know youtube will will take all of your content your 4k 120 fps like uh hdr whatever video and they'll host it for free they'll scale the quality to any quality that that they'll support and they'll seed it all over the world so that when someone loads up your video wherever they are it'll be at a server that's closer to them so it'll load faster and they'll get a better experience youtube also does a lot more for i'd say for discovery Mm. than the app store the app store Oh, that's true. Doesn't really. I mean, I guess if you go to like the apps tab or the games tab, you see a little bit. But, but it's like, only the very, the very upper crust. Yes, yeah, the very, and like I don't even do that at all. I think it's, it's, um, you know, YouTube does a lot more for discovery. I've discovered a lot of different, you know, channels and and uh, and things like that. So YouTube, you, YouTube, I would say, does a lot for you, and a lot of people, like a lot of YouTubers have their like careers i guess thanks to youtube i feel like you could say the same for app developers some of them but i feel like for it's harder s- for some of them but well, obviously it's harder because you have to know how to develop an app all they have to do is point a camera at myself well that's not even that's not even what i'm saying i just yeah, feel yeah. like you know for the app like the app store at least like i guess for the app store you have 
you know, the web is an alternative. It's not, you know, it's not the native experience. It's not going to be as good as having like a native app, but there is, you know, a web alternative. There's obviously Android alternative, desktop alternative, whatever. I, I don't know. I just, I guess YouTube is just like so big and it's like the place that people go for like long form or just like not TikTok length for like longer video content. I feel like YouTube is just where you go. And I feel like they do provide quite a bit. Oh, they definitely do. I just think they you. maybe provide 30% rather than um, well, basically half. Well, that's entirely fair. Yeah. I don't know. One last thing before we move on. Ian points out, this This is, I think, the crux of what amuses me. I mm -hmm. won't say that, you know, I'm not going to pretend to sit here all butthurt. I'm very happy on YouTube. And I, you know, I, would I like to make 15% more than I am now just based on a different cut? Absolutely. But I'm not going to stop making videos because I'm whining about it. Ian says, though, it annoys me how much attention is brought to Apple, but none for YouTube taking almost half, half the revenue. I think that's a great point, um, especially when, you know, Apple versus um, Epic has been this whole thing. And people always say, oh, well, what about the Google Play Store? And that's the comparison that's made. But people don't often bring up other sites like even Facebook. I don't even know what face Facebook's cut is. I don't know. But I remember they, I think they screwed a couple of people because they, they got into trouble a while ago. I think they were faking view counts for a oh, while. Oh, yeah. I think you, think you told me that. Yeah. I think, because I think college humor got like oh. really screwed by that. I think they like pushed pretty hard on Facebook and then Facebook was like, oops, <laughs> we made it up. And then they're like, ah, oh, uh-oh. Well, rip. <laughs> you hate to see it. I'm, I'm pretty sure they got they got a nice big old lawsuit. In fact, speaking of lawsuits, I'm pretty sure this is totally unrelated, but I'm pretty sure that the EU just sued Amazon for like 888 million or something. For what? Or 888? Yeah, it must have been million. They uh, I can't remember what they did. Why did I bring this up? I didn't even remember what the story <laughs> was. I'm pretty sure it was like some sort of anti-competitive hmm. something or other. I want more of that. Amazon, ah, I don't like Amazon. But I also, I also find it... You don't like them, but you just place an order with them. Well, it's a similar thing with YouTube. It's like you can dislike YouTube's cut. You can dislike Amazon's business ethics, but it's hard not to use them. Well, yeah. That's the problem. That's the thing. Good golly. It's like if you can get your stuff delivered in two days, you know, that's super nice. But then it's like it's the trade-off. It's like you get your stuff delivered in, in two days or less, but then... There's some like shady business practices like going cartoon on. bad guy villain practices. Like what? You remember that that news story about how they they were just like taking stuff off and and like throwing it away, just new inventory. Yeah, I think I do remember that. What the heck is that? That that sounds like a Toy Story plot, doesn't it? <laughs> like yeah. like they're they came from the Toy Story, and the the relatives of the toys back at the factory have been living in this warehouse their whole life. They've made it their home. But then the big bad Jeff Bezos is going to come and throw them out for no reason. And they have to like do <laughs> oh, a crazy boy. heist to get them out of there. It's literally a Toy Story plot. Is that like how many? What are they up to now? Like they've done at least three, right? Probably they've done four. No, they've four. done four. So this is Toy Story There's five four. then. There's four, but they're, uh, they're all good. That's the thing. I saw, I think the first three, but I never saw the fourth one. I mean, it's, it's Pixar. Pixar is just the best. They are good. Look, I, okay, we got to look up a list here. I'm curious to know, what what is everyone's favorite 
Pixar movie, subtweet, is there a bad one? That's the challenge. I'm going to read through the list of, of Pixar films. Luca, that was the most recent. I don't know what order this is in. None, apparently. Cars, <laughs> there was Soul. Soul was so freaking good. Oh, my God. It was, that was good. That was oh my good. God. Yeah. Toy Story, the OG. Up, fantastic. Turning Red, oh, that hasn't come out yet. Doesn't count. Coco, Monsters, Inc., Inside Out, The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Wally, Onward, Ratatouille, Brave, Cars 2 and 3, of course, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, 3, 4, Float, um, The Good Dinosaur, Monsters University, Finding Dory, Incredibles 2. I think some of these Those are, are shorts. shorts. Yeah, The shorts are good, too, honestly. Yeah. Um, that's like the main ones. Yeah. They're all, they're all good. They've not made a bad one. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit behind. I haven't seen... I, I don't even want to say it because I know that you're going to like... You're going to be all shocked, whatever. Like, I, I haven't seen Up before. Really? I, I thought never, you were going to say you haven't seen Luca, which makes sense because no, it's I haven't, recent. Well, it's I haven't really seen that one either, but no. But I haven't seen Up. I haven't seen Inside Out. I don't know if I've ever seen The Incredibles. Maybe a long time ago, but I don't remember Oh, you it. must have. It came out in 2004. Even like we, Ratatouille. We I don't think I've ever seen Ratatouille. How? I don't, just, I don't like, know how that's physically possible. I've seen like some of these, but but not others. See, we grew up in the 2000s. These are like, if you just go go down the list, Monsters, Inc. I obviously saw Finding you know. Nemo, The yeah. Incredibles, Ratatouille, Wally, Cars, Up. That is like the 2000s. Those yeah. are like all of the best animated movies from the 2000s. There are even even some of the lesser known ones like I guess you could argue Inside Out or The Good Dinosaur is a little bit of a lesser known one. Brave would even be a little bit lesser known. But they're all so good. I mean, Pixar just is they're so good at making animated movies that everyone can enjoy. We just watched Soul. It's a kids movie. It's so good. It that, was it's good. beautiful. Their animation, it's unbelievable. I love animated movies these days, honestly. Someone said Cars is the worst. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I think that's probably the case. Maybe Cars 2. Cars 2 is sort of a meme. Interesting. But I think that's probably the only one, and even that wasn't that bad. It's only bad in, in comparison to the competition. Mm. I haven't seen, there's one that I haven't seen yet, actually. Which one was it? Oh, it's, I think it's the new one. Um, whatever the new one that came out this year. Not Luca? Oh, it, uh, Raya? Raya the Magic Dragon? Is that even Pixar? Oh, I that think might so. not be. Raya and the Last Dragon. That's what it's called. No, that's that's a Disney. The re- I got confused because they're on Disney Plus. Because Pixar is Disney now. Did right. you hear? Actually, speaking of Disney... Um, the movie Coco, great movie, right? I haven't seen it, but I want to. Wait, how how, how have you not seen Coco? I, I know, could have sworn we watched that together I like don't, four years ago. I not that I I don't think so. I don't. I'm fairly certain that we watched this together. <laughs> I really I want to see it. I really don't think that I've seen it before. <laughs> This, I told you that you were gonna. I told no, you were no gonna make sense. fun of me for this. You're gonna like. You're gonna like freak out about it. I don't want to. I'm not trying to like scare you too much here. So, so what Disney, what Disney did here, 
was they tried to trademark. Oh. They tried to trademark the Day of the Dead. Yeah, I heard about that. A holiday. They tried to to trademark a cultural symbol. Yeah, I did hear Oof. about that. Oof, talk about a bad taste in your mouth, you know? It's such a good movie, and the people that worked on it are absolutely phenomenal. And then Disney's like, hey, hey guys, hey, what if we... What if we tried to trademark the Day of the Dead, a cultural event that has existed for hundreds of years because we want to sell merchandise for our 2017 <laughs> film? I mean, they failed. Thank goodness. Isn't that just like, it's cartoonishly stupid. It just bad. sounds like more like colonizing stuff. <laughs> it's, that's, literally, that's literally what it oh is. Oh my gosh. See, we may not have the days of, like, imperialism, but we have capitalist colonization of holidays now. <laughs> yeah. This is the the level of the playing field that we're on now. Good gosh. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I, I mean, don't know. I'm happy that they failed. If they succeeded, it would be like, wow, that's really bad. But the fact that they failed is just like, wow, why did you even try that? Why did you think that that... Who, who, would, who would okay that? Why would anyone be chill with that? I don't know, man. It's Disney. This they is why. Me. This is why <laughs> they do scare me. Oh my! Did you know that you can you can buy a house, a Disney house? Oh, are you, did you see like the Curtis Connor video yeah. about that? Yeah, I saw that. You that's, can buy a weird. Disney house and live at Disney World. Yeah, no, that's weird. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. That is creepy. They have like Mickey Mouse in the the railings <laughs> like can you imagine you're like going to the bathroom and you got goofy on your ceiling oh boy that's weird that's weird i don't know disney don't know. disney scares me that's a that's a good that's a good term for it it's kind of sad that disney <laughs> owns owns pixar now Ugh. and star wars they got all the good stuff come on save some for the rest of us yeah. i was gonna buy pixar you were gonna buy Pixar. Mm-hmm. You got that. You got that money lying around. Yeah, I've got like, I was gonna do like a fifty buck down, do like a monthly thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah, do like a monthly payment. I'm Pixar. sure. I'm sure they'd be fine with that. I'm with Noah. No Disney house, says Linda. I, with no Disney and me, I'm I'm with Noah too. You don't. I thought you wanted the Disney house. They're like they're like ten million dollars. Well, if you're, I mean, if you're gonna buy Pixar, you could just buy a Disney House. That's true. I'll I'll make them make me a movie that'll buy me a Disney House. Yeah. Ah, oh, nice. And then I I've I'll have Goofy on my ceiling. They yeah. literally did. They had like, like Woody from Toy Story was like on the ceiling. Oh boy. And like Mickey Mouse, like they even had like the this the sink, like you know the pipe that comes out of the sink mm-hmm. on like an open, um, vanity. It was like Mickey Mouse ears in the pipe. Oh boy, that's too much. That that's um, I I'm pretty sure that should be registered as a Schedule One narcotic. <laughs> like to be that addicted to a a brand. <laughs> oh my gosh, imagine could never be me. I say as an Apple fanboy. Yeah, would you live in an Apple house? Oh, there's the question. If you could live, okay, think about this. Apple Park, right? What mm. if they built like a couple little houses in that in that like lawn area in the middle? Oh, I hate that. Oh, oh yeah. I really hate that. Oh yeah. 
Oh no! Does Tim like wave? Does he like wake you up and bring you like some hot cocoa? Yeah, he comes in and he says, "Good morning." <laughs> oh, there it is. Every single day, like all of the the home kit things, they open up. Uh-huh. Like it opens up all the blinds. Yeah, and then like Tim Cook comes on the ceiling and he says, "Good morning." <laughs> what a beautiful day. Yeah, and and every time uh, you make like coffee and it like dings to say that it's done he just says we think you're gonna love it <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then every night when you go to bed he says what an amazing <laughs> day yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh no the apple house oh man this is the next big thing do you think do you think the house has chamfered edges? <laughs> I could I could see it. They it could, has to. They would just like they could redesign like every couple of years they redesign the house. Yes. They just knock it down and build a new one. Yeah. And it looks but different. It's, it's it's unbelievably similar. Mm-hmm. Like they make they make the windows a little bit taller. After yeah. five years. <laughs> after five years they make the windows a little bit taller, but still too small. Mm-hmm. And then Two years after that, they make the windows either, like, big or really big. And then after that, they get even bigger, but there's, like, a cutout in the top of the window. Uh-huh. There's an extra piece of window frame. Uh-huh. Well, it's interesting because the, the corners of the rooms used to be rounded, but yes. then they squared them off this year. They squared year. them off. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's coincidence. If you go for the, if you go for the uh, House Pro Max, <laughs> you get a stainless steel frame. <laughs> yeah. It's constructed out of stainless steel. And if you go for the House Mini, it's like one of those like little, it's like a camper van size. Oh, yes. Oh, and the, and the house can't be repaired. Oh, says of course. Richard. Of course. They have to offer you a new one. Yeah, if you try to repair the house yourself, it voids the warranty. And and also, if you, like, spill anything, it has liquid damage sensors, <laughs> and they won't fix anything. In the sink, there's liquid sensors <laughs> in the sink. And, and the roof is one single piece. Oh, yes. And it's polished. It describes a singular form. <laughs> it does. It describes a singular form. Everything uh, in the house is is charged with lightning. There are no outlets. Uh huh. It's and and it only has one outlet. <laughs> and it's just a lightning. It's just you put a lightning port. In yeah, it. it's a it's a lightning port only. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man, my goodness. I don't know. I'm kind of. I don't of, know. This seems like a good idea, actually. I'm kind of convinced now. And I feel like I feel like they also control the furniture. Like you can mm. choose, you can choose to have light or dark furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in of course the House Pro Max, which is the larger house. Uh huh. In in Apple House, you can have like some fun colors. Mm. But in House Pro Max, you you only have like each year there's like a new color of furniture that you can get, mm-hmm. and it's only it's pretty minor. Like right. it's not too right, you know right. not, not nothing too crazy. Yeah, yeah. Nothing nothing too ridiculous. And also every single, it's sort of like a tradition at Apple House where you have to open the Mac, you know, like you got to do like the Craig thing. You got to be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Or he's like, oh, wow, it's the same exact design as before. Oh, wow. We changed only the insides. 
And also, you can only, all the stuff that you have in the house, you have to buy it from the Apple uh, grocery store. Or the Apple Ooh, yes. uh, common, whatever you, what is it called? Like a If you plug in an unsupported pillow, it says, warning, this pillow <laughs> may not work properly. Yeah. Yeah, all the stuff has to come from the Apple uh, common, what am I trying to think of? Like, like the common, like the, 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 the store that yeah. has like all the stuff. An apothecary? Sure, yes. All of it has to come from there. It has to be approved by Apple. All the sellers have to pay their cut. Do you think there's Apple House Plus, a, a subscription service that adds additional features? Yes, like electricity. Like more... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say additional closet space. Oh. By default, you get five cubic feet of closet space. Oh, yes. But you can you can upgrade to 100 monthly of course monthly of course of course but if you the first upgrade tier you can't share it with your family it's of only it's not. only, for, only you. for you but then if you upgrade further then you can share it with your family oh and also if you start to use one of the rooms on that same thing the other rooms like it'll kick you out and it'll, it'll say like mm -hmm. the other room is already in use you have to upgrade to a family plan right right because right. you can only have one room that's active right right, right. and uh, and the rooms are synced so if you upload something in one room, the furniture syncs to the other rooms. So they're just all the rooms are like the same. Yeah, and it fills up. Oh my gosh, it fills up your storage space so fast. That's how they get you. That's really how they get you. That was a really we, we really went for it on that bit. The Apple Man, House. The Apple House. That's the way to do it. Oh, and by the way, the windows are gonna be like shatterproof, but they crack unbelievably easy. <laughs> You know, because they'll, they'll talk about uh, the new one. It's sapphire coated. It has like a crystal display. And then you'll see your friend. You'll be like, hey, and it'll shatter. <laughs> oh, no. But of course, you have to get a house care plus. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, without that, it's $999.99. Oh, I was going to say like nine. To fix the window. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that. that yeah. Yeah. And also, I feel like they're not called windows because that, that seems a little too easy. I feel like they have to be, like, um, view, view portal XDR. Oh, of well, they can't be windows, of course. That's a exactly, Microsoft, right? uh, Microsoft that, trademark. They would never do that. Yeah. They don't even let you mention the word Android in mm -hmm. your app. There's That's no right. way that they have windows. Oh, yeah. Come on. I feel like the stovetop is completely flat. Mm-hmm. And, man, there's, there's so much that I've got in my brain here about this Apple house. I feel like we should probably stop. We've gone on for a while. I think so. I think, I think we get the, uh, get the idea. We get the, thin, the thinly veiled Super metaphors. ceramic shield portal XDR. That sounds about That's right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Ooh, Apple right. View. That's a good one. Mm, very, very simple. In case. That actually is a pretty good name for something. I feel like that must exist. Yeah, that does sound like the the kind of thing that I'm gonna look that up. Like a case manufacturer. Yeah. Oh, no. incase.com. I'm not gonna click on the ad, <laughs> so I won't pay them. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. and and you know what? It is for MacBook. Mm. The incase is a MacBook sleeve. Look at that. Good name. Good for them. Good for them. They got it. They beat us to it. I was going to start a business called In Case. Uh-huh. 
except that I would would get screwed because th- this comment predates that, so they'd probably sue me. Mm. Damn, we just did a free ad for in case. I'll I'll invoice them. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll pop over the old invoice. That's the that's the uh, invoice sound. Oh boy. I mean, have you ever received an invoice? That's what it sounds like. I'm fortunately I never have. Oh, I've never paid for something. No. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. I know. So we're 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 coming up here on the on the end of the episode. So I figure we we might as well talk about the the next couple of weeks. All right, all right. Because we've got some changes that are that are coming up to the podcast, to the channel, to your geographic location. That's to my true. relative geographic location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of which is to say that we're both moving. <laughs> that is, that's one way to say it. It is one way. Not a good way, but it is a way to say that. And that is legally defensible. And I'll, ta- I'll, ta- I'll see you in court if you want to argue with me on that one. Okay. So this week is our second to last podcast episode in this space. It's pretty sad. Mm, that's so sad. On August 10th. I am moving out of the studio where I've been for most of this year. Um, I'm I'm staying in in Washington D.C. Well, technically, we're not in Washington D.C. We're like two blocks away from it right now. But yeah. regardless, I, I'm moving within the general area. But Noah, big big man on campus, specifically the Google campus. That's right. Is moving to California. So our podcast is no longer going to be in person. So we got to get out our um, our pokes. Oh, boy. Our pokes and our hits while we still can. For those of you listening along at home, we have just poke and hit each other. Indeed. So that will no longer be possible, unfortunately. It'll, it'll be e-pokes and e-hits only. Uh-huh. I feel like an e-poke, that sounds bad. I don't know what that is, but I don't like it. I don't I don't know. Sounds like a feature TikTok would have. I could see that. Anyway, point is, second to last episode in the space. It's been a fun it's been a fun seven months that we've been working here. Noah and I've been have been uh best buds since eighth grade. It's been a long time. Yeah. I'm saying this as though we're like gonna not do like we're still <laughs> gonna do the podcast. It's just you're gonna be far away. Yeah. It's gonna be light mode for you. Yeah, if we're still, it'll be six p.m. in uh, in my time. Maybe we'll maybe we'll shift. Maybe we'll do it at midnight, uh, Eastern. Or not. That is another option. No, I don't know. That's another option. Yeah, it's another option. So we, um, th- I think, I think we are gonna do. I think we should do a special episode from California. I, I think, think that so. would be fun. What if we could? There's no way we could do an episode like in front of Apple Park. That would be too funny. I mean, if you could, str- if you can stream it, we might even we would maybe have to pre-record that. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what we can I don't do. Know. I don't maybe know. we can have like an insert. We can have like a segment that airs in the middle of the episode. Oh, that would we be could do that. interesting. We could we could play around with it. That's I we'll, we'll we'll toy around with that. If you have any ideas for things that we should do in the Bay Area, send us a suggestion at. Submissions at darkmodepodcast.com. That's submissions at darkmodepodcast.com. <laughs> yep. We look forward forward to hearing from you. This program is made possible from <laughs> listeners like you. 
Thank you. That's that's pretty good. Look at that. PBS has nothing on me. I like it. And it's I it's a parody legally. I didn't rip off their saying. Don't uh-huh. worry about it. They don't have a trademark on that. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I think I mean we're I'll have some moving tours, of course, of of the new area where I'm going to be filming videos. And you don't have to wait long for that because I'm I'm moving like fully moving in a week and two days yeah that's uh that's pretty soon i have to i have to pack yeah you do oh no but i also have to like make videos this week oh god i don't know what to do it's gonna be a bit of a busy my uploads this month are gonna be all over the place there's gonna be a lot of i mean honestly of all months to do this, pretty good. Tech drought 2021. You yeah. Know, not a ton of stuff for me to try to, you know... If if this were like a September thing, where I'm trying to move and cover <laughs> Apple events and review yeah. products, I'd probably throw myself off a bridge, because that's a lot. That's a lot to do. So I'm happy that, you know, we're sort of doing it in, in a down month. And if you guys are interested, I'll I'll be I'll be posting some stuff. I'm, it'll probably not get a lot of views, but I'm sure there's always people that are interested when I do like moving stuff. So I think it'll be I think it'll be fun. Um, so we're, we're gonna have a couple of weeks in there where we're not gonna be synced up here for the podcast for for doing live episodes. But we have some we have some ideas for sort of a. A season two. I think we should call it a season two. I think so. Because we're going to have a couple of weekends where, like on the, the 15th, the 22nd, and the 29th, those three Sundays are going to be weird. The 15th, I will be here. Oh, that's right. The The 22nd, I the 22nd probably, and the 29th. probably not going to happen. 29th is eh. Is a little bit eh. Yeah. So we might have those two weeks off, and then in September, we'll we'll like launch. Oop, don't worry about it. And then in September, we'll we'll launch season two with that thing that we've been talking about implementing. Hopefully, mm-hmm. if we have, t- do you have time? I can work I can something out. I can make it work. Yeah, we'll make it work. We've got a cool plan. I think it'll be interesting. So that's that's the plan for the future of dark mode. The current plan, though, for the current of Dark Mode is to end this episode. Uh-huh. Did you like that? That was pretty good. I'll give you that one. We didn't really talk about tech today, did we? To be honest, and I, you know, I saw there were, there were some, some mixed reactions. I think people generally enjoyed this. There's not that much going on to talk about. That's so true. Like, what are, you, like, what are we... Like, what is Apple or, like, any... Like, what's happened recently? Like... Ugh. Not not much. There's, I mean, Apple news, pretty much nothing. I guess, okay, we got two minutes, we got one minute left, and that's about as much time as is required for the Apple news that, that came out recently, which is that apparently, uh, apparently Mark Gurman thinks the Mac Pro could be coming by the end of next year. It's ambitious. So, I don't know about that, but I do have a video where... Ian, who's hanging out in the chat, and I worked on a concept for what the next Mac Pro could be. So if you haven't seen that, go check that video out. That was a really good segue. I'm proud of that. That was good. Definitely didn't ruin it by drawing attention to it after the fact and congratulating myself. (laughs) Uh Yeah. But yeah, honestly, 
We like to just hang out, and uh, there's no there's no tech news. Yeah, the Apple House is more interesting as a hypothetical argument. Yeah, than literally anything that has happened in tech news in the past like seven weeks. Pretty uh, much. How about that? We're getting we're getting to the good stuff, but we're not there yet. Yeah, I'm thinking this fall is going to be fun. I think so. We can talk. Maybe next week we'll talk about fall expectations. Yeah. How about that? Set your expectations. For our expectations. Oh. Now that was slick. Questionable. Well, fair enough. <laughs> this has been Dark Mode, the podcast that, that you just listened to. I've been your host, Luke Miani. And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. Have a good night.